Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. It's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it is chat time again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events as well as scriptures. Praise the Lord. So this week, I want to talk about some <clears throat> current events. And I, wanna, I don't want to beat this topic, <clears throat> beat it up. But uh, someone sent this article to me about the Biden nominee, uh, Katanya Brown Jackson mm-hmm. and how they're grilling her uh, in her confirmation hearing. Right. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I got I got sidetracked because the article is talking about that she was unable to define what a woman was. Well, well, she refused to in a sense. I mean, it's not like she. No, she she has an opinion, yeah. you know, but it makes, I don't know, it makes me think about the people that we're putting in office. Um, so uh, during, during an exchange with another senator, she said she could not provide an answer for when life begins, noting that she sets aside her personal and religious beliefs on the issue of life during decisions. So, um, so Senator Blackburn asked, can you provide a definition for the word woman? And she said, no, I can't, not in this context. I am not a biologist. Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there is a dispute about a definition, then people make arguments and I look at the law and I decide. So she was saying not not in this context because she's not a biologist, but so like saying 
is it raining? I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I mean, you know. Basically, <laughs> right. 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 Is that a dog? I don't know. I'm not a vet. So, <laughs> but I think it was a Kamala Harris answer because, you know, basically I believe she was just sort of taken off guard. And she, she'll say, I'm a woman. My, and the person that I admire the most is here with me, uh, the woman I admire, admire most in life, which is her mother. She says, she's here with me. So she's saying personally, yes, I, I, I have my own opinion as to what it is. But in this context, for me to try to define what a woman is, she's trying to say if it doesn't fall within some type of legal ramifications, she's not at liberty or what does it matter what how she feels but it does in the sense that you would at least like to know i guess what her understanding is but she's saying even if you knew it if it comes time to decide a case it wouldn't matter she has to decide on the law now i just i i've, I've listened to her and maybe she's a radical i have no idea but you know there's so many people on on the in on the judicial uh side of things that are radical, on the legal side of things that are radical. But I watched when this person told her, you know, that she earned the right to be nominated. And I watched, you know, as she teared up, you know, she actually cried. And she couldn't, she could not be emotional. It, it did something. That, and, you know, and I realized how hard it must be to try to keep your composure when somebody is constantly attacking you. I agree. You and, I agree. I'm, I'm not looking at anything personal. I mean, I'm sure she has her personal views, and mm. she also said that she does. Right. And, and I have a religious view I, that I set aside when I am ruling on cases, so I understand that. But what I look at is the people that we are putting in office. Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like things are snowballing. It started with Obama mm -hmm. and same sex. Mm -hmm. And, and, just and going now, if, if you don't go along with what, what the world is going what along the world with. is changing to be, mm -hmm. you'll never become a Supreme Court justice. You'll never become a senator. You won't, I mean, you won't get a vote uh, or you'll have it very, very hard. You won't get reelected or... Right, depending on who your constituents are. And, you know, so I think... But in this case, this is, I believe, a lifetime appointment. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm thinking, though, people that, you, that, that are there already, to me, just like Roberts, who would think that he was such an, an odd duck? But he is, you know? So it's like you can have your concept of what you think the person is, nominate them to a lifelong position, and then, boy, So, <laughs> so I guess what I'm, I'm getting at is if you're a religious, a Christian, uh, you say that you believe in God, you certainly don't stand up for what you believe in. I mean, because you're selling out for mm -hmm. a job. Well, I don't think she's Christian. I mean, I'm looking at her. I don't get the. Uh, I don't, I'm, I don't in get general, the not not poking right. just at her. Right. In general, her, but the, not, I mean, the, the the nominee that Trump had was, you know, the one uh, prior to her. Amy Bar Amy Barrett. Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett. And, and she was very good. You know, under pressure as far as when they questioned her, I don't know how she managed it. You know, but you know, she just had this 
thing about her, you know, that she just would not let them rattle her. And I understand <laughs> in this case with uh, Ms. Jackson that you can't, you have no control over because it's a president that picks. Right. And, um, and, but she has to be aware, and this is what, when the Lord tells you to count up the cost on something, you do that because she'll never be looked at someone who was placed into office if they nominate her and it goes through as somebody who earned her position, even though this man told her she earned the right to be nominated, but they'll never look at it that way. They'll look at it as a, a black woman mm -hmm. who was picked simply because she was a black woman. Because he said, I'm going to pick a black woman. Right, especially since he, he uh, blocked the a nomination of a black woman like about 20 years earlier, you know, so I guess this is his idea of, I don't know, of making amends, amends for some of the things that he's done, but he's He's weak out there. He's trying to keep the black vote in his pocket. Yeah, but people ought to know. I mean, but you know, when you, when you are in the flesh, when you are carnal, when your steps are worldly, you don't see the Lord. And they might not see the damage that he's done. They might not see the damage that Obama has done. People mm -hmm. just see uh, skin color and, and a lot of them. Uh, free grants and programs. You know they don't see the moral damage. They don't. They don't see it because they think what they're doing is right. So yeah. they're not going to really see. You know the wrong, the repercussions, the right. the choices, the laws you put in, how it affects everybody and right. stuff like that. So That's one thing, Lord, let me know when a person is crazy or mentally ill, they don't know it. I mean, sometimes it gets revealed to them, but for the most part, the Lord has to show you because you think you're right. That's why the Lord said, "There's a way that seems right." unto man, but the end thereof is death. It's not like a person is doing something and they just say, oh, this is just so wrong. No, they're thinking, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. I, I, but I'm not, I'm not condemning her. You know, I'm sure she had a hard uphill battle to get to the point where she was. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that I'm not denying. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just look at the whole picture and if people say they have religious views, they have, but see, you don't know what kind of religious views right. they have. You don't, because what they say and what they actually believe are two different things. Yeah, what they say they, and what they do. Right. Yeah. They join a church, they affiliate themselves with the church, but it doesn't mean that they have faith, but it's just a common practice for your president to have some type of church affiliation. And I come from where, I'm coming from where if a person says they believe in God and they're standing up for the word of God, mm -hmm. then stand up for the word of God. Yeah. Take a stand. But when people say they're standing up for the word of God, mm -hmm. you don't even know what they mean by that. Mm -hmm. And if they truly in their heart aren't serving the Lord, you don't even know what God they're serving. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Anyway, I don't want to be the dead horse. I don't want to just keep talking about that because... I have other topics to get to, and one is the Christian Post and Babylon Bee. Now, Babylon Bee is a satirical website, but they were locked out of, and the Christian Post is a Christian website, they were locked out of Twitter for calling the transgender Biden official, Rachel Levine, a man. <laughs> so Twitter has taken against Christian media platforms and the ba Babylon Bee and the Christian Post for calling Assistant Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, Rachel Levine, a man. The Babylon Bee, a satirical news site, was locked out of Twitter for hateful conduct. 
after posting a tweet naming Levine a transgender woman on the Biden administration as their man of the year last, just a couple weeks ago. The tweet was a form of mockery against USA Today, which named Levine one of its women of the year earlier in the month. Right. Despite being punished by Twitter, Babylon B's CEO asserted that they will not delete the tweet. We're not deleting anything, he wrote. Truth is not hate speech. If the cost of telling the truth is the loss of our Twitter account, then so be it. Right. In a later interview with Fox News Digital, he said, we don't have any intentions of deleting the tweet. And Twitter also notified the Christian Post that its account was in possible violation of France's LCEN law on internet content. On the other hand, the news outlet was informed that a complaint claiming that the tweet violated German law was later dismissed. The Christian Post filed an appeal over the suspension, and Twitter is currently reviewing the appeal. Please note that while we review your appeal, you won't be able to access your Twitter account. We'll take a look and we'll respond as soon as possible, what, what, said Twitter. What, what we need is instead of a monopoly on these types of accounts and, uh, and programs and websites or whatever the Twitter mm-hmm. thing is, we need competition. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they can get away with this is because basically there's a monopoly on it. Mm-hmm. Plus but, they need their own platform. Right. Like how Trump did. How he, right got his own platform set up something of your own so you don't have to be in, be um uh in, at somebody else's hands of mercy right right because they have every right to even though it's not to, to seemingly fair because there are people with opposing views who somehow get away with it but when it doesn't agree with their viewpoint, then you're locked out. But the thing is, that's the whole point. It's there, so they yeah. need to call the rules and the shots. But mm-hmm. you need to have more competition yeah. where people can step forward and say, you're free to mm-hmm. discuss. And and if they try to block it, then let you know they have, they're trying to keep a monopoly mm-hmm. on basically those type of platforms for free speech. Yeah, it's like you also, like you always said, if they own the ball, it's their right to pick up their ball and take it home. <laughs> right, it is. And I mean, people say, well, it shouldn't be because they didn't do it to this person. I'm, saying, well, I'm not saying it's fair, and I'm not saying that, that they are good sportsmen. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they have the right to do it. Well, this is interesting day in our lives now because you can't really speak the truth. No. Well, You're you bound... You can speak it, but there are repercussions, and you have to be willing to stand up regardless. You can speak the truth. You, it's almost like smoke and mirrors. You have mm-hmm. to just, uh, you have to just say what it, right. is not real. Right, because you can say male, but you can't say man. You know, he's a male, but you, but if you say man, well, has, I don't know if that's the yeah, issue on this, in this article. I, I, I believe, I believe. Uh, you know, if, if when you're talking about somebody who tries to identify as a woman, mm-hmm. you can say <clears throat> female, you can say male, but you can't say man, or that's not a man, that's not a woman, or that's this a gets woman. This very confusing. Because it's stupid. That's like, <laughs> because the Lord said, you know, uh, confusion. It's like the enemy is the author of a confusion. Confusion is sin. 
Because what it does, it tries to take the truth and subvert it. You know, I was listening to an a evangelist not too long ago, and he was saying he, his opinion on sin was insanity. Mm-hmm. It's a form of insanity, yes. He said that any sin is a form of insanity, and he was dead serious. And I used to believe that too. And I thought about that and thought about that, and I have to say, this, the whole thing, this is true. It's, this is insanity. It's crazy, right. And I've always felt that way, you know, that when, when we are in sin, we are out of touch with what's normal. We are, in, in, in a sense, our mind isn't where it's supposed to be because we're ordering our own steps, we're going in our own way, and if we reject the truth and we embrace a lie, even if we are sincere, even if we mean well. See, that's, that's what confuses people. Even though you mean well, you still are deceiving yourself and believing in a lie, and therefore the outcome can only be disastrous. It, just, it takes a while, like the Lord said, and because it takes a while, people lose their fear and their reverence for the Lord, but sooner or later, the hammer falls. So moving on. <clears throat> a New York pastor warns parents about demonic content in a Disney movie, Was Turning it? Red. Oh, yeah, I couldn't finish that movie. <laughs> I didn't even. I tried. Yeah, our kids at school watched that. I tried. <laughs> I, 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 it lost me when they were talking about what they would give to be able to, to turn into something. And this one person said, I would give this. This one girl said, I'd give my soul. Oh. And I said, really? <laughs> and I lost interest in the, in the picture after that. So Turning Red tells a story of a teen who transforms into a giant red panda based on her mood swings in the midst of puberty. Right, you know, a, a metaphor, euphemism for menstrual cycle. You know, you're trying to go and you transform it into womanhood. So you turn into a red panda. That's so stupid. <laughs> so the New York pastor is Mike Sin Signorelli. Mm -hmm. And uh, he uh, did a Christian review of the animated film and uh, what's streaming now on Disney+. Plus. And initially it was uploaded to his YouTube channel, but has since been taken down. Hmm. He believes his video was removed from social media because it features scenes from the film. Oh. The video has already been banned on YouTube in all countries, which was kind of to be expected, he said. I took a risk. I just felt like I had a responsibility to share a theological perspective on this. His review video was titled, Pastor Reacts to Turning Red. Is it demonic? And he garnered over 100,000 views. The caption read, Christian Review. Should your kids watch Pixar's new movie, Turning Red? In the video, Signorelli, who holds an English degree and has taught journalism, uses clips from the Pixar film when describing the film as unbiblical. He said, I believe that every parent, not just a pastor, but a parent, has a mandate to actually screen material because every single device you have in your home is a portal, either a window into the things of God or the things that are demonic. Yeah, but look at the schools. The schools are showing the movie to the children. Even, right. if, even if, yes. Yeah, because my school uh, showed it uh, this past, uh, what was it, Friday? Yeah, they, the kids had wanted to see it. We want to see that movie. We want to see it. So. But they don't even know what they're looking at. 
No, I they, mean, honestly, they don't. I think they, it's but it, but it plants a, plants a seed. So this is what I'm thinking. They might not understand. It's like a subliminal, right? Believe. But it plants a seed mm-hmm. because when I was uh, certain programs, even when I was a kid, that I would watch, certain things would stand out. I wouldn't know exactly why, but there were certain things that caught my attention, and and I think this is what this particular movie might do. It might it shows. I don't know. They said the child was being uh, spoiled or disrespectful, but I, I didn't see it that much. I just it's just that I don't know how they began to relate to the fact that the person changed into something and how they wanted to do that and what they were willing to sacrifice in order to do that. Yeah, but one thing it does, it makes you got to be aware of what's what's going on, and, and that's what that plus sign is at the end of Disney, because they're going to pretty much add something else in there uh, and try to sneak it if you're not right. careful, if you ain't watching, if you're not right. observant. They can add something so subtle in there. Right. And it, it, it can it, teach it, your kids yes. the wrong thing. And it plants a seed. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we were coming up, without even realizing it, when, we, when uh, certain movies, just like when you watched... Um, Westerns, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a bias built into uh, the Native Americans against Indians. When we when we used to watch Tarzan <laughs> movies, there was a bias built in to the tribes, you know. And so you never saw where uh, uh, an African defeated anybody that was white. But what, what I would say how a seed gets planted. They had a scene where Tarzan was fighting. Uh, the strong men of a particular tribe. It's the first time when I was a child that I actually saw uh, a, a white man and a black man actually engaged in combat. The fact that the black man lost didn't bother me. What I admired was that he fought. See, he planted a seed. What I admired was the fact that he fought back, not mm-hmm. the fact that he lost. So sometimes when they do these things. They say that there are subliminal messages that are imprinted in the filming, and you don't really realize it. You're watching it, but mm-hmm. you don't realize that they're sticking in messages that that you can't see consciously. It's in your subconscious. That's a shame. Yeah, nothing is true. No, but and for people to 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 push this carnality, you know, to to push it. When they said there's nothing biblical about it, it's, it's hardly anything biblical about anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on to the next article real quick. Um, Wash, uh, an elementary school in Washington State has reportedly punished a second-grade Christian student for witnessing to other students on the playground. The American Center for Law and Justice, a conservative Christian social activist organization, is representing the student and her family in their demand for retribution from North Hill Elementary. According to um, the associate counsel, the little girl was sent to the principal's office no less than 10 times since January 1st for sharing her faith with classmates on the playground. Not only were they scolding her for talking about Jesus to her classmates outside of instruction time, but they were stopping her at the entrance to the school every morning to inspect her backpack and remove any Christian tracts. 
When the girl's mother confronted the principal on the matter, she was told that her daughter was not allowed to distribute tracts or crosses to students because it was upsetting parents. Hmm. Christian tracts were being treated as contraband, as if speaking about Jesus were an illicit drug. After the girl's, parent, after the girl's parents contacted the American Center for Law and Justice, the group sent a letter to the school arguing that the student had the right to share her beliefs under the First Amendment. The principal, however, responded by citing a school policy that prohibits students from sharing materials that cause a disruption or interfere with school activities. So as reported by the Christian Post, they noted that the Highline School District has a freedom of expression policy that only prohibits the distribution of materials when it disrupts school activities, such as assembly or a classroom setting, but not on the playground. Students are free to express their religious views while at school, which includes sharing Bibles, Christian tracts, and crosses. So this attorney contended that the actions of the school officials against the girl were particularly egregious because the young student was publicly humiliated in addition to being silenced for sharing her faith. So they recently sent a letter to the school demanding it take immediate corrective action or face legal action. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see to right. see what happens. Yeah to this little girl. So that's about the end of our program here. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This, today's verse of the day comes from Psalm 25 and 5. Lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what does wisdom and discretion do for you? And the answer is, it gives life to your soul, grace to your neck, and helps you walk safely and not stumble. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 21 to 23, which reads, My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shall thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. This week's food for thought is when you see a cloud rise out of the west and see a south wind blow, what can you expect? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>